what's up, everybody? It's time for the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner. I'm the founder of Master Passive Income. And at the Master Passive Income, we talk all about real estate rental properties and how you can quit your job because you have enough money coming in from an automatic business. That's one that works on its own without you even working. You can sleep and you'll still make money. And you will be making money every single month where you would not ever need to work a job again. Now, in today's session, we're going to be talking all about changing how you think if you want to be rich and wealthy. See, we're all taught that we need to go to school. We need to get a good job. We need to work for somebody else, making them rich and then retire when we're 70 years old. Well, that's not for me. And most likely that's not for you, too. So let's look at how we can change how we think in order to be rich and wealthy. All right, guys, let's get in there. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Hopefully you guys are as excited about investing in real estate as I am, if not more so. Now, I've been doing it for over 10, 11, 12 years, I can't remember. But when I first bought my first property, it was rather scary. And all of my students, everybody that I work with, the first property is always the hardest and it was that way for me. But now, after I have 30 plus properties, buying the next property, in fact, I'll buy three at four at one time, it's like nothing. It, it just, it's another walk in the park, meaning I just look at these properties as inventory. And I just put it as inventory in my business and I rent them out and I make money. Now, last week, I shared how I recently bought a new car, or it's new to me, um, me not being, uh, I'm more of a frugal person, um, buying a brand, brand new car, even though I have the money, I don't want to spend 40, 50, $60,000 on a vehicle. I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason why prices should be that high. They don't cost that much to make. It's just ridiculous. Okay, I'll get off my high horse or sorry, my uh, soapbox. But what I decided to do was I needed to buy a new vehicle. We only had one vehicle because, you know, I work from home. I really don't need to work. I just, you know, whenever I do anything like podcasting, I just do it in my house. I go to the gym. I hang out with my family. I go hunting. I go fishing. I play video games. I watch movies. I just do things that I want because I don't have a job. I don't need to have a job. Now, the great thing is without having a job, I don't need an extra car. So we've had one car for two years. Um, and we've had our Honda Odyssey, 2007 Honda Odyssey, since I want to say it was like 2010, maybe 2009, somewhere out there, probably 2010. We bought the Honda Odyssey. So we've been driving that thing for a very long time. It's got 140,000 miles. We've had some issues with it. Um, like the, the head gasket I had to fix and started leaking some fluids. It started also leaking the um, hydraulic fluid and just, it, it just, you know, money just getting poured into it. Even though I had plenty of money to buy a brand new car. I am more frugal, and the reason why I'm frugal, or I guess I should say, the reason why I'm wealthy is because I am frugal, but I make money on top of that. So I don't spend it willy-nilly, but on top of that, I make even more money. So recently, I decided, you know, it's time for us to buy a vehicle. We'll keep the one van so that we have a second vehicle. 
you know, we already know everything about it. We know the goods and bads about it. We know that it runs fine. So let's go ahead and keep it. So we have a second vehicle, but I decided to buy a new vehicle. So I bought a two, uh, 2017 Ford Expedition and I got a screaming deal. And I'll tell you more about that in a little bit at towards the end of the show. Um, and with buying that car, I'm actually going to buy a rental property with the same money. I mean, yeah, you heard that right. With whatever money I'm going to spend on a car, I'm going to use that exact same money, not the same amount, but literally that money to buy a house and buy the car at the same time. So if that interests you at all, which hopefully it does, because it's kind of crazy how you can use the same money twice, which you normally can't, but this time you can, and I will show you how. Now, today's session, we're going to be looking at mindset. Now, we don't talk a lot about mindset here on Master Passive Income. We talk a lot about application being practical, how to actually do the work of creating an, a business where you're having an automatic business that runs itself with real estate. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about mindset is because I I get a lot of questions from people like basically, you know, comes what it comes down to is, you know, how do you be rich? How are you making sure that you're rich and you're wealthy and you have money? Well, really what it comes down to, if you boil everything down to, it comes out of philosophy. Philosophy in that way you think, the philosophy of how you spend your money, how you make your money, how you save your money. But before I get to that, and I want to read a review that we received for the Master Passive Income podcast. This is from Will, the SoCal investor. He gives us a five-star rating. And Will, thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. He says, I've been investing for approximately 20 years. I've heard many investors and agents speak over the years. However, Dustin is one of the few that is extremely clear and precise in explaining how to invest in rental properties. A plus. Hey, Will, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's super exciting to hear somebody like you that has been around for 20 years. You probably know more than I do. So thank you very much for giving that, that vote of confidence. And as always, if you leave a review on my podcast, I will do my best to read it on the show to give you a shout out. So anybody, if you leave a review on the podcast, I've even read negative reviews. Like I gave, I had a one star review that I actually read. If you um, listen to a few podcasts back, I read it and I said, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. It's going to be my podcast. So anyways, I read reviews and I love getting reviews. So now let's get into how to change your thinking so that you can become rich. Now, again, we don't talk or I don't talk much about mindset, which I might do that because what I realized was that I had a poor mindset. I thought like the poor people do. And in fact, I was really taught to be poor through the education system, through my parents, through many different ways. But here's all that to say is there's a way to change your thinking. So instead of thinking like a poor person, you can think like a rich person. And this is how I'm able to buy a car with the same money, buy a house at the same time. And again, I'll tell you that in, in, a, in a little bit. So recently, or what's been going on right now is there's been a term that's been coined. It's FIRE, F-I-R-E. It's financially independent and retiring early or retire early. So I am wholeheartedly on this. I retired when I was 37 years old. I would literally never ever work a job again. And I'm financially independent. That was one of the biggest things I wanted is to be independent. So I didn't have to worry about a job or a boss, a horrible boss, a good boss, any boss holding my job over my head, you know, basically saying, you know, you either do this or you're not going to have your job. Well, I didn't want that. I want to be able to provide for my family 
on my own. So in my opinion, there are many ways to reach FIRE, you know, the financially independent and retiring early. There are many different ways, but there's only one that I recommend. And obviously, if you're listening to the show, you listen to the intro, we talk all about real estate rental properties. That is the one way, in my opinion, that you can actually be financially independent and retire early. See, I don't want just another job where I have, instead of working for one boss, I have hundreds of bosses. Like if I start a business where I have customers, well, those customers those are my bosses. If I don't please them, I don't make money. Well, I don't want that. I want to have a business that runs on its own, that's automatic, that makes money for me, whether I work or not, whether I sleep or I'm traveling or hanging with my wife or kids. You know, I just got done uh, literally an hour ago, got done coaching my kids flag football. And I'm super excited. I got to boast about my boys. Uh, one of them, Elias, he's fantastic at quarterback. He's throwing the ball so well. He's only 10 years old and he's doing a great, fantastic job leading the people the receivers. My other boy, Xander, he is catching the ball like like a, like Randy Moss or uh, Jerry Rice or, you know, any any good name uh, receiver. He's catching the ball and then running the ball. It, it's fantastic. So I had to boast about them a little bit. But I have time. I have time not just to see the Little League games or, you know, flag football games. I can actually coach. And the reason why is because I am financially independent. I retired early. And the way I did that was that I changed the way I thought I changed the way from thinking like a poor person, not saying that poor people are bad people at all. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I was just a poor person that thought like the poor. So we need to start thinking like the rich do. Now, the rich do not have different laws and different rules or different anything than us poor people. They don't. They just take advantage of rules and laws that are on the books to their advantage. Like, let me give you an example of one. And we, I've talked about it here on the show in the past, so you probably have heard it. But let me give you an example that most poor people do not know. Well, first, most poor people know that they have to pay taxes, you know, sales tax, income tax, things like that. They have to pay taxes. But most poor people don't know that they can defer, not avoid, like they have to, def uh, deferring is where you put it off for a future date. Avoiding is where you actually get out of it and you try to, you know, uh, not pay your taxes, which is bad. You don't do that. But there is a way to defer, basically put off your taxes for a future date with being rich and using that tax law. It's called a 1031 exchange. Most people, poor people would not know what a 1031 exchange is. You probably do because you listen to this podcast and you're an investor and you're smart. So you probably realize this. But now, did you know, and I'm talking when I already talked to poor people, did you know that you can defer your taxes over and over and over again and avoid paying them for many, many years until way far in the future, even after you pass it down to your kids, whatever asset you have, they they would even be able to pass it down and never get taxed. Well, it's true. Now, this 1031 exchange is fantastic. It's for uh, let's say you buy an investment property. You buy one rental property and then you sell it, you know, maybe 10 years later, and you pocket. $20,000. You know, you buy it for $100,000. You sell it for $120,000. Well, you pocket $20,000 in profit from that sale. Or you flip a house and you pocket $20,000. Well, the IRS would normally tax you on this. You'll get taxed on that $20,000 in profit. Well, the rich know about a 1031 exchange, which is a way to defer, not evade, but you defer your taxes until a later date. And basically what happens, you take that $20,000 and you hold it in escrow with a title company or a third party. You don't touch it. You can't touch the money. But then you buy another investment property that makes you even more money and you don't pay the taxes. So that $20,000 is rolled into a new property. That new property makes you money. And let's say 10 years later, you want to upgrade 
to another property, like a multifamily or something like that. So you then you sell that that next property, the second property. You know, you took the first, made twenty grand, bought the second one. Then let's say you make forty grand. Then you instead of paying tax on that, you take that forty grand, buy a multifamily, and then after that, you make a hundred grand. Then you sell that, you turn that hundred grand into a million dollars, and all the while you're not paying taxes. That's the 1031 exchange. That's just one of the many, many ways that the rich people use laws that are on the books that everybody can use. There's no laws that are different unless you work for the government. They, the, the Congress make laws for themselves that are different than us, which is horrible, absolutely irritating. But anyways, I digress and I will get back to talking about you can do a 1031 exchange and you can use laws like the rich do, to make more money, to make yourself wealthy and make yourself rich. They don't have different laws. So I would consider I'm, I'm not poor anymore. I wouldn't say I'm rich. Like I don't have millions and millions of dollars. My net worth is a couple million dollars because of all my properties and everything. But I have enough money so I don't have to work. I can travel the world. I can buy whatever. I can do whatever I want. But I'm not like Warren Buffett or something like that. Now, if you call them rich, then that's fantastic. They're rich. I just know I'm financially independent and I will never work a job again. So there are many poor, sorry, there are many laws, many laws on the books that the poor people have no clue about. And they're never even taught that. In fact, they're taught the opposite. And in my opinion, the government education system, you know, everything from, they call it public school, I call it government school, um, to the universities, to all of those, they've basically failed us because as we go through school, we're taught some things. And here's some lies that I, in my opinion, these are, again, all this is my opinion. You could have a completely different opinion, but this is my opinion. We've been lied to by the government education system. We've been conditioned to think that the only way to make money is to have a job. And if you want to start a business, well, that's really hard. So, you know, you don't want to do that. Just get a job. And this is what we're told. Here are the steps. All our lives were taught to follow these steps. Number one, go to school. Number two, go to college. Number three, get a job. Number four, buy a house. Number five, invest in money in a stock market or in a mutual fund. And number six, retire when we're 68 or 70 years old, if you can, if you saved up enough money and the stock market hasn't crashed and if, 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 and if. Now, to be fair, this plan does provide a person a fine life, you know, after they're 68 years old, 70 years old, you know, that's good for the majority of people out there. But here's one problem. That's a normal life. That's that's what most people have. I don't want that. I want a fantastic life. I want a, an extraordinary life. One where I can travel the world, where I can go six weeks in Europe. I can go six weeks through Japan. I can travel the East Coast. I can travel the West Coast. I can do whatever I want. I can buy the things that I want. Now, think about these questions. Why follow these rules, the rules I just gave you, you know, go to school, go to college, get a job, buy a house, invest in the stock market, mutual funds, get a 401k, and then retire when you're 70 years old. Why follow those rules? Why not retire when you're 58, 48, 38, or possibly even 28? I have a few students that are 21, 22 years old that within six, seven years, because they don't have any much, you know, they're not married, they don't have kids, they can put all their money, or they are putting all their money into investments that by the time they're 28, they're literally never going to have to work a job again and they can do whatever they want. Now, here's another question, or here is another question. Why can't it be you that owns the business and has other people make money for you? So when you're working a job, you're making somebody else money. I hated doing that. I want to make my own money and then I want to employ people who want to work. I want to give them jobs so they make me money. Here's another question. Why can't you be an investor who makes money money with money. 
Now, no, some people might say, well, I don't have any money, so how do I do it? Well, we, we can get that. Listen to my past podcast, and I'll help you get there. Um, there's especially one, uh, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 007. That's where I tell you how I would start all over if I had to do it all again, if I didn't have any money or anything. Next question I want to give you. Why can't you be the author that makes money passively doing whatever you love? Why can't you be the, the author, the, the writer, um, you musician, investor? Why can't you be in something else where you make money passively with passive income instead of making somebody else money? Now, I'm not, a, I, I like, I'm not very creative, so I'm definitely not a musician. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to write novels. I'm not going to do anything like that. But I will write books that help people how to make money. And that's what I do. I have three best-selling business books. I also have one marriage book. Um, and so if you want to know anything about my books, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash books, B-O-O-K-S, and you'll be able to see the books that I have there. Now, moving on, I want to give you the rich mindset versus the more the poor mindset. Let's start with the poor mindset. Poor mindset is they buy liabilities that take money out of their pocket. Liability is a big word. Liability that takes money out of your pocket. So you have to spend money in order to have this liability. Whatever thing it is, like your home that you live in, it doesn't make you money, so it's a liability. I know your banker is going to say it's an asset, put in the asset column, but in our opinion, as we look at it, it doesn't make us money, so it's a liability. Another thing that the poor do, they take out car loans for a car that they can't afford to buy with cash. Like let's say, you know, you have $5,000, but the car you want to buy is $25,000. Well, you take out a loan and you pay it monthly where you're paying interest on that. Not saying that's horrible, but that's just something that the rich people don't do. Also, another thing that poor people do, they use credit cards to purchase things that they don't have money for. They overextend themselves by using other people's money to buy things that are commercial items like, I don't know, cell phones or whatever it might be. They use credit cards to spend money that they don't have. They also buy newest items like iPhones, new new tablets. Not saying that, that rich don't do that, which they absolutely do. But if you don't have the money to buy those, why would you be doing that? Poor people do that. You and I, we don't do that because we're looking for the future. Here's a big one. They do not invest their money. Rather, they spend their money. They spend their money buying expensive things or just things in general that they don't really, really need. They don't invest their money that, to have them make more or that money make them more money in the long run. Now, here are some things that are in the rich mindset. Number one, the rich buy assets that put money into their pocket. An asset is anything that you buy that makes you money. Like you can buy a car and if that car makes you money, then that's an asset. You can buy a house and if that house makes you money, then it's an asset. You could buy a chocolate gum or you know, a piece of gum or a piece of candy or a chocolate bar. And if that thing makes you money, that's an asset. Now, anything that you buy that's an asset puts money into your pocket and that's what the rich look at. They buy assets. Like I buy rental properties. I collect rental properties. You know, I have a friend, um, his dad collects cars, like really nice fancy cars, and he collects guitars. And I was thinking, man, I wish I collected something. And I realized, oh, wait, I collect houses. <laughs> and so that's what I collect. And those houses make me money. But those cars and those guitars, those are liabilities. Not saying that they're poor because they're actually pretty wealthy because they have a business that pays for all those sort of things. Once you're wealthy, you can buy those things. You can buy, you know, three, $4,000 Stratocaster guitars. You can buy the Ferraris and Lamborghinis. You can absolutely do that if that's what you want once you're rich. But when you're poor, don't be doing that stuff. So the rich also, they can 
pay cash for a new car. They have them enough money to pay for the new car with cash, but they either do it or they don't do it. And I'll give you how I am able to buy a car and a house with the same money in just a few minutes and exactly how, you know, I have the money to buy it cash, but I don't. And I'll tell you that in just a minute. So they also spend less than they make in a month. If they overspend what they make in a month, then they go into debt and then become poor. That's what they don't do. They spend less than what they make in a month. They also wait until those new items, like, you know, the iPhones and tablets, you know, they're like, man, I don't need something. Like, what I have doesn't define me. My worth is my family. My worth is my God. My worth is the things that I do to enrich other people, things like that. And so they don't say, well, I need that iPhone. I need that tablet. I need this or that. Also, and the big thing is they invest their money instead of spending it. So they invest their money in things that make them money instead of spending it. Now, let me give you a new way of thinking about money. Now, we've talked a lot about this over and over again, but this is the mindset episode where we're talking about how you have a new way to think about money. Now, to be honest with you, there's no reason why you can't do all the things that the rich do and have all the things that the rich have. It just takes time for you to get there. It is time that we uncondition ourselves in the belief that the only life we can have is an average life or one where we retire when we're 68 or 70 years old. I refuse that for me and I'm, I'm refusing that for you. That's something that's not for you as well. Now, an average life, life may be good, but I want an amazing life, don't you? Now, this is why I worked hard for nine years. I worked hard, sacrificed, didn't spend much money, didn't go do extravagant things, didn't buy cars. Like I literally just kept driving the same car over and over again for, for years. And the reason why is I saw that I could quit my job. I could be financially independent and retire early. And so I retired when I was 37 years old and I no longer have a J-O-B, you know, a job. J-O-B is just over broke. And you know, living paycheck to paycheck, you're just over broke. It's horrible. So gone are the 99 to five days and where I am spending my life working for somebody else, making them money. I never, ever want to do that again. And I, in fact, never will. Now, when I said earlier, the way that you're going to be able to make money every single month is exactly with real estate investing. And something that we, we talk about all the time, or this is the show, the show's all about, real estate investing and not flipping, not wholesaling or doing tax liens, tax deeds, not any of that stuff. That's all work. If you don't flip the next property, if you don't get a next wholesaling deal, you don't make money. I make money whether I work or not. Now, here is what rental properties give you. Now, there's six different ways you make money, and there's plenty of other things. This is just a quick overview. Now, rental properties make you money in six different ways. Number one, cash flow. Cash flow is where money goes into your pocket every single month as opposed to coming out of your pocket. You buy one property, and all of the income that comes in from the rents exceeds the expenses, then that is cash flow, money coming in your pocket. Here's a quick tip. If you, if and when you ever buy your first property or your next property, make sure you at least get $250 in passive income every single month. That's your income minus your expenses equals $250 or more in your pocket every single month. It'll help you to be able to weather the storm of, you know, a furnace goes out or the roof leaks or whatever it might be. So $250 more, that's a pro tip for you. Now, number two, the second way, equity capture. You make money when you buy the property. Let's say you buy a property. The value is $100,000. Like you go on Zillow, or you talk to a, a realtor, they say the property is worth $100,000. Well, you negotiate and you negotiate to $80,000 purchase price. You buy the property, you immediately capture 
$20,000 in equity just by buying it lower than what the value is. Isn't that fantastic? You can easily, easily do that. Equity buildup. Now, equity buildup is basically as you pay off the mortgage, like again, with the scenario of a $100,000 house, you buy it for $80,000. Well, as you're paying off the mortgage, because you get a mortgage, not everybody has $80,000 to buy a house. You get a mortgage, well, you're paying your principal and interest at the same time. But here's the great thing. You are not paying the principal or the interest or the taxes or the insurance or anything. Your tenants are. So if you buy that property for $80,000, every bit of the $80,000, if you hold onto it and you pay off that mortgage payment with the rents that come in, if you have a 30-year note, in 30 years, your tenants have paid off $80,000 of the purchase price as well as, sorry, minus the, the down payment. I, I just We'll just completely skip over that just for round numbers. But also, every bit of the interest, they are paying for the interest as well. That's equity buildup. And so over time, the price, or sorry, not the price, the principal goes down. That means you have more equity. So, you know, in 10 years, you go from $80,000 owing to $70,000. Well, you just had a $10,000 equity buildup because you paid down the debt. Next one, market appreciation where the market naturally appreciates over time. I've heard some people say that in 20 years, the market doubles every 20 years. I don't know how true that is, but we know that the economy makes the, the everything go up in price, especially inflation. In when you have demand, high demand, you have low interest rates, all that sort of stuff. We know that the market value of properties go up. Next one, forced appreciation. So let's say again, the same property worth $100,000. You buy it for $80,000. After 10 years, it's down to $70,000. So you have $30,000. But uh, with market appreciation, it's now valued at $120,000. So now you, now you owe $70,000, but it's worth $120,000 just because of market appreciation, all that sort of stuff. That is $50,000 in equity that you have in that property. Now let's say you force appreciation it where... You paint the house, you put new granite countertops in, you put new flooring in, you spruce it up, you make it look pretty. You know, you put lipstick on it, make it look really, really good on the inside and outside. Well, then the value goes up from 120 to then maybe 140,000, 150,000. So you force the appreciation, you force the value up because of all the work you've done on the property. Now, the last one, the sixth one is tax advantages. That's the tax advantages like I just talked about earlier that the rich know about, but us poor people don't. We need to learn those things. Like you're, once you buy one property, your property is a business. You now have a business so you can write off all your expenses. You know, your driving, your gas bill, um, you know, the mileage that you do on your car, your cell phone bill, your, your um, uh, if you travel to visit a new area, your home office, all these sort of things are tax write-off. Now, I want to share with you that the time to start living the dream is not when you retire, but now is the time. You want to start living the dream now. Now, here's the reason why I say this. Here's a question for you. When is the best time to plant a tree? Obviously, we, it's like I think it's like a Chinese uh, a proverb or a question. But yeah, so when's the best time to plant a tree? We know a best time to plant a tree would have been 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago, then that tree would be huge and blooming and having fruit and all that good stuff. But when's the next best time to plant a tree? Well, it's today. Like the second best time is literally today. Do it now. Same thing with your passive income business, with you buying a rental property. The best time to have bought would have been 20 years ago. Granted, the prices have been lower, but 
20 years from now, you're going to look back and say, man, I wish 20 years ago I'd have bought a property where I was listening to Dustin's podcast. I wish I would have done that. Well, don't let that pass you by. Now is the time to start living the dream life. Now, I have implemented so many things in my life from when I was sacrificing, getting to where I can quit my job, and I've continued that on, and I still make more money, but I still don't live crazy life. Now, I buy the things that I want, like I just bought that 2017 um, Ford Expedition because I wanted it, I had the money to buy it, but... I'm not saying that you can't have everything that you want. You absolutely can. So today, start thinking that you're rich. Start living your life like you're rich and start living the dream life now. Now, in just six years of investing, I had enough money to quit my job. I didn't because I was nervous. Oh, to be completely honest with you, leaving your paycheck is rather tough. But at about nine years, I thought, man, I am literally losing money. By working, number one, I didn't want to work here anymore. Number two, I got tired of working and getting a paycheck. But number three, even though I was making $70,000, $75,000 a year from that job, I was still losing money and plus losing my mind because I just hated working for them. <laughs> Anyways, so now is the time. You want to say, I'm going to make myself buy this first property and I'm going to do it right. Now, I'm going to say... That I want to help you out as much as possible. I have my free course I want to give you. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. I'll give you my free course so that you can see what it's like to get started investing in real estate. Now, there's so much more to learn. This is going to get your beak wet so you understand it. Now, again, I'll have all these show notes and um, all, all these, the show notes as well as all the links inside of the description in your podcast. So you can just click in the description. But at the same time, everything will be in the show notes as well. Now, let me get to... This is where we're going to close it off. Um, hopefully you have, you can see that if you invest in one rental property, you can change your life. You know, if you just had an extra $250 in your pocket every single month, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Well, for me, when the first $250 I make, actually it was like $350 when I, the first property. So I, was, I had a really good deal. Um, that $350 changed my life. I thought, how can I get more of these? Like, let me just do everything I can. And so, you know, now that I have 35 properties, most of them are all paid. Actually, I think I only have two mortgages on. The rest of them are paid off. Um, and so that's just all money coming in my pocket. Praise the Lord. It's fantastic. And so you can quit your job. You can change your life. You can be able to take your, your spouse on the trips that you want. You can be able to have time to spend with your loved ones, have money to buy whatever you want. Now, here is how I bought a car and a rental property with the same exact money. Now, I've told you many times before, I could have gone out and bought my own car cash, like a brand new car, you know, $60,000 car. I could have done that, bought it brand new cash, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to wait I, for number one. It's just not in me to buy a $60,000 car. I just don't think that's something that I want to do. Um, but anyways, I could have bought a $60,000 car, but I didn't. So here's what I did. I started looking for a car. I knew what type of car that I needed. I needed a big one for my family. I got four kids, my wife, myself, and we travel. So all the driving we're going to do, we're going to make sure we fit everything. So we bought a Ford Expedition. Now, not just any Ford Expedition. I bought a 2017. So I bought it in uh, actually December 31st of 2018. I bought it. So it was a year, uh, two years old. Um, and so I bought it. Now, here's what the great thing was. They are normally going, like if you buy a 2016 or a 2017 um, Ford Expedition, a normal one, you buy them and they're like $32,000, $30,000, maybe $28,000 at the very lowest. Well, here's what I did. 
I looked for, I'm like, like what? let me look for other cars that have a little more mileage. And because I was thinking if they have more mileage, you know, it'd be cheaper. So here's what came down to. I bought a Ford Expedition. That's a fleet vehicle. Fleet vehicle basically means like enterprise rent a car or whatever rental car company used it as their car that they rented out. They make a ton of money on it. And so they're now selling it. So it has 45,000 miles. So for a one to two year old vehicle, that's a lot of miles. Most people are thinking, oh man, that's a lot of miles. So the price is much less. But here's the great thing. I don't drive very much. I very rarely drive. And so maybe we spend 5,000 miles a year driving the car. So in three or four years, it's going to be a low mile vehicle because of how little I drive. Most people don't do that. They need to drive their work back every single day. And so that's one big thing. Another thing was the price. I couldn't pass it up. It was $21,500. And this is a fantastic vehicle. It looks fantastic. Never been in a wreck. Just, you know, just a terrific vehicle. We're very, very blessed. So $21,000, $500. Sorry, $21,500 for this car. Now, here was what I was talking to my wife about. We were debating on whether or not we buy it and pay cash or refinance it. Well, we have the cash. So you're thinking, well, why not just pay cash? And why why not uh, you know, forego the financing and just pay cash? Well, here's the thing that goes through my mind. With that $21,500, could I potentially buy a rental property? It's like, man, you know, if I spend the money on the car, then I can't buy a rental property. Well, hopefully, you know, wheels are turning in your brain. What if, because we're investors, we invest in rental properties, what if I took that $21,500, bought a rental car, no, sorry, bought a house, I've got this rental car thing on my brain, so bought a house that made me three to $400, maybe $500 a month, made me $500 a month in passive income, use that passive income to then pay for the mortgage, not mortgage, the car note on the new car. And then as it's paying off the car in four or five years, however long the note is, it the, you know the principal gets paid down lower. Well, here's the great thing. I used my cash to buy a house. And that house is then using all that money that I make in profit to buy the car or the, the new SUV. And so it's not like I'm using that money twice to where I'm buying the car and buying the house at the exact same time. But it, it, it theoretically is where I'm buying the house that house makes me money to then pay for the car over time. Now, what's great is once the car is totally paid off in four or five years, I absolutely own the car and own an asset that makes me money every single month. Now, here's even the better thing. My tenants are buying the car for me. Isn't that amazing? Like all that money coming in that is an expense that, you know, all the money coming in, I have an expense of the car. That's the note that I have on the car. That money that I buy that car, uh, that I would have bought that car with is now in that property. My tenants are paying for the interest and principal for my car. Now, hopefully this is getting you to think outside the box that the rich use money to their advancement, to, to help them to make even more money. And this is what I want you to think. Now, here's something I, I've also done in the past. I had a car, I had a truck, it was a Nissan Titan. And I actually wanted to buy a new car, a new truck, uh, like a Dodge Ram or something like that, a really nice one. So I had, um, I think, $11,000 into the truck. Well, I sold it for $10,000. This is a number of years ago. I sold it for $10,000. Now, $10,000, that can get me a fairly cheap property in like Ohio and some places that I invest. Well, that would make me $550 a month. So I take that 10 grand. So here, I'll step by step. Sell the Nissan Titan. 
instead of just taking that $10,000 and using it to buy a truck, I took that $10,000, bought a house. That $10,000 in that house made me $550 a month. Now, a new loan for a truck would be $550 a month to pay. And so I took that $10,000, bought a property, and then that property made enough money to pay for a truck, the note on that truck. Man, isn't that fantastic? And after the truck's paid off, that my tenant's paid for, I have the house and the truck as well. So I wanted to give you guys the mindset shift, hopefully get you to shift your mindset instead of thinking like the poor person where we have been taught ingrained in government school that we need to go to school, get a job or go to school, get a co- go to college, then get a job, then um, start investing in stock market, 401k, mutual funds. And if you listen to my last episode or two episodes ago, I think it was uh, 44, where I talk about the rich do not put their money in 401ks and IRAs. They just don't. They put their money in assets that make them money every single month. So you do not want to retire when you're 70. I absolutely know that. I know you want to retire even younger. Like today, you would want to retire today. Now imagine if you started buying properties 20 years ago when you first wanted to plant that tree of buying that property. Don't look back now and say, or, you know, 20 years from now and say, I wish I would have started investing back then. You know, the prices were high then, but man, now they're high now. I wish I would have done back then. Don't let this pass you by. Go get my free course. I also have my ultimate real estate investing course as well. I'm changing it now. It's actually going to be the ultimate real estate investing system because I'm adding so much more great things to it. If you want to check that out, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash courses. And inside there, you can look to see if you want coaching, um, if you want to be part of group coaching and the course. I'm helping so many people quit their job and change their lives with real estate rental properties. I want you to be that one too. Don't let life pass you by. Don't look back 20 years from now and say, I wish I would have done, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish. Don't do that. Make a change now. If you make a change now, you will not regret it. And to get to the show notes, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 046. This is the 46th podcast episode forward slash 046. All right, guys, this has been the Master Passive Income Podcast. Hopefully you've got a lot out of it. I really enjoy and I thank you so much for being here. I enjoy you guys being here and I love getting emails from you guys. I love talking to you um, and as well as getting your reviews. So guys, if you liked and you got anything out of this podcast, share it with just one person. Share it with them so that they can see that they can change their life. They don't have to think like a poor person anymore. They can think like a rich person and become a rich person. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves. I'll see you out there. Get out there. Start investing. See ya. See ya.